listening to the Sports Rehab Experts Podcast. We sit down with some of the most highly regarded experts in the field of rehab, from physical therapists, athletic trainers, and much more. We dive into what makes them tick and hear about the lessons they have learned along their journey. Come listen to what these experts have to say. And welcome inside to the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts Podcast. Today, we have the Director of Physical Therapy for Clemson Athletics. We have Ryan Ross. Ryan, welcome in. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. All right, Ryan. Um, looking, been looking forward to this conversation. So why don't you give um, the people that are listening a little bit of background about um, yourself? Uh, so I grew up in, in Tennessee. I kind of grew up my my dad was a uh, football coach. And so I kind of grew up around athletics and um, grew up always, you know, wanting to stay in athletics kind of as a career. And so, um, you know, played sports through high school, played a few years in college and decided to, after a few injuries, decided to get into physical therapy, athletic training. And that's kind of what led me, you know, along this crazy path to where I'm at today. So. Gotcha. Um, and so I did a little bit of, you know, research on you and I saw that you spent some time with a couple of different organizations. Um, if you don't mind, kind of tell us a little bit, you know, a little bit about each of those, you know, a couple of years with those t- uh, different teams. Yeah, so I finished uh, PT school in 2012. I graduated from Tennessee Chattanooga. Um, and then I worked in just general outpatient for a couple of years and then decided to get back into um, taking some athletic training courses. So I started a uh, a master's of athletic training in 2014, um, also at Tennessee Chattanooga. And then towards the end of that, I was I did a few internships with the Broncos. And so I was a summer intern with the Broncos in 2015. Um, and then what's called a seasonal intern in 2016, 17. Um, so 2016 and 17 seasons. And then at the end of the 17 season, uh, Baylor had a job open for a, what's called assistant director rehab job. And so I moved uh, from Denver to Waco, Texas. Uh, worked there for about four years and then I took the job at Clemson last October. So it's been a lot of, a lot of moving. <laughs> so between those different organizations, uh, what are some of the biggest, I guess, differences and similarities, you know, in, in terms of structure or in terms of, you know, how rehab is done between, you know, the, the pro model and the college model and even between different colleges? Yeah, I think everyone is different in how they approach different things, you know, and how you approach something in the NFL is just different because it's, it's, um, you know, you're not, the guys that you're working with might not be with the team for, for four years like you have in college. So it's a little different in terms of things that you do on a daily basis, how you approach long-term rehab. Uh, you might be really intense with a guy and then some guys are a little more, uh, you're not pushing them as hard, get, trying to get them back as quickly, but just because of the nature of the, of the business. So, and I just think clinicians across the country practice differently, you know, um, in Colorado, the physical therapists, athletic trainers I worked with were totally different from people I worked with in Texas, you know, so it's people do different things, different type of manual therapies and kind of different return to play progressions and things like that. So it's been fun to see how different people practice and, um, you know, kind of pick up a little bit along the way. So it's, it's been a great, a great thing for me in my career. Right. Um, so obviously, you know, you kind of had higher level sports in your, in your dreams in mind after you went back to go get your athletic training degree. 
Um, now that you've been in the field for a while, what are some of the different challenges that you've noticed, you know, being in higher level sports that you didn't know you might've run into, you know, before you were in, you know, college or pro sports? I think just, um, as I've moved forward, you know, it's, it's gotten a little more challenging now with kids, you know, and, and I doing NIL stuff and, <laughs> you know, that's always a challenge. Just people, just the athletes are getting pulled in a lot of different directions and it's not, it's not always a good thing. You know, someone, someone, a lot of times they're getting uh, a lot of people in their ear and it's a little easier to do that in terms of NIL. Um, and so that's definitely a challenge now, it, you know, the, the medicine is always going to be the medicine, you know, you, you always have to have good clinical skills and, and make good, good clinical decisions, but it's, it's gotten a little more complicated in the, in the past couple of years, I would say in terms of NIL and some of the, some of the outside um, influences that college athletes have for sure. Right. You know, and as, as a clinician, as a sports clinician, um, what are some things that you do to kind of help athletes stay focused on their rehab when, you know, they have this person pulling them this way, this person was telling them to do this, this and that. How do you kind of get them to make sure they buy in and, you know, when they're in rehab, making sure, you know, you get back, get them back on the field safely? You know, I think, I think what we do is, is half science and half art. And so I think, you know, when you get that, um, when you get that challenging situation, that challenging patient, you know, it shifts a little more towards the art side. And so it's, it's some of your soft skills that you use and, and how you keep the kids, the athletes interested in, in doing rehab. And, you know, that sometimes that's half the battle. Just, you know, how do you keep them interested for six to seven months or six to 10 months, whatever your time frame is? You know, it's not always easy, <laughs> especially when they're, you know, looking at their phone a lot and they're, they're on video games and things like that. So, so like I said, I think it's, I think there's an art to it. There's obviously a medical science part, but, but there's an art side to it as well. You know, how do you, how do you motivate someone on a daily, daily basis? How do you keep them involved and, and engaged in what they're doing? That's, that's definitely something that comes with time as a clinician. Right. Um, and so, you know, at Clemson now, uh, so you're the director of physical therapy, but I'm sure you have collaboration with the athletic trainers, with the strength coaches, um, you know, whatever other profession on the sports medicine team you want to name, um, kind of how, how, uh, what's the best, I guess, ideal picture when you're thinking about a sports medicine team, what would that look like, you know, between the different professions? Um, you know, it's extremely collaborative and that's something I love about my job. You know, it's, it's, it's a big team effort and it's a lot of fun to work with, um, different professions, different professionals. I think, um, that's something that's really great about my job compared to, you know, when I was working in outpatient, you don't get that as much. Um, so towards the end stage rehab, you know, you're obviously working with a lot of sports science and performance, helping them, uh, return back into performance, return to play type stuff, more, more intense type of strength, strength and conditioning stuff and injury prevention stuff as they get closer toward the end stage rehab. Um, you know, you know, mental health type things can pop up with athletes. That's, that's part of it. And so we have, you know, we're lucky here to have great uh, practitioners in that area. Um, our, our dietitians are incredible here. So, you know, things to things that they can do to help them with injury um, in terms of caloric intake after surgery and things like that, that, that helps. And so, and then working with athletic trainers, team physicians, surgeons, you know, it's a big team effort. And so it's a lot of fun. And um, that's what I love about my job the most, I would say. Yeah, um, that's actually the first time we've heard like mention of like a mental health counselor on the team. You know, I'm sure more organizations have it. 
Um, but what are some of the different struggles that you've seen, you know, that you've had to like, you know, refer out to a mental health counselor? Because, you know, as PTs, we do our best to, you know, try to work with people's outside situations. But at what point, like, have you had to say, you know, you don't have to give a specific example, but like, yeah, have you had to say, hey, this is kind of out of my realm, I can help you to a certain extent, but this is someone that's more qualified. I think the the best way to handle that is try to be proactive. And so instead of instead of waiting until it pops up, maybe the best way to handle that is to um, if someone has a long term injury, a uh, surgery that's going to put them out of their sport for a long time. You know, let's jump on it before before anything. Hopefully nothing will pop up, but I think it's it's best to be proactive and um, get them involved before they have surgery or after they have the injury before they have surgery. So that way they know. You know, it is a resource that they have access to. And like I said, we're lucky to have that at Clemson and in um, my previous jobs as well. So it's definitely something that's that's a great resource for athletes. You know, you're taking them out of their their daily uh, routine. And, and so, um, you know, that's something that you definitely worry about in terms of, you know, if they have start having some mental health issues. So, so we'll, I want to kind of want to go like a little balance back and forth with a more clinical question. Um, how do you kind of change your, I guess, treatment style, you know, with someone that's, you know, long-term rehab versus someone that might be a little bit more acute and you're trying to get them back? You said, you know, it varies um, when it's someone that you're trying to get back on the field immediately versus someone that, you know, you're not pushing as hard. So how do you kind of, I guess, change or alter your treatment style with those two different types of athletes? So acute versus long, long-term, like ACL type stuff. Right. I think, you know, it's hard to generalize that statement. I think you have to be a clinician, you know, if someone is swollen and they're, you know, they're not able to walk, then you have to, you know, in an acute state, uh, stage, then I think you have to, to make your clinical decisions based off of that. You know, you could have someone with the, the same injury, but they present totally different. So I think you just have to really evaluate on a daily basis, see where, see where they are strength wise, range of motion wise um swelling wise you know all those things that you look at when you're when you're evaluating somebody and then make your clinical decisions based off of that in an acute stage you know in in a chronic stage it's really it's really the same thing you know if you have a kid that's two months out of acl and he shows up after a weekend and he's swollen well you're probably going to treat that that daily treatment a little differently than you would if you if he wasn't swollen on friday so you know i think you just have to really reassess each day, um, see where they are on a daily basis, and then make your clinical decisions off of that is the best way to, to answer that question, I think. And every kid's different. You know, some kids, they might have a day where, you know, they're they're going through a long-term rehab and they're just not, they're just, you know, <laughs> they've been in academics all day and they've been, they've had a tough test. They've had, you know, something going on in their personal life. So you have to kind of change what they're doing in rehab based off of that too, I think. Gotcha. Um, and so I have another question, you know, kind of curious more about higher level rehab and the challenges. We talked a little bit about, you know, this extra external factors. Um, what are some other, like, I guess, clinical challenges that you've seen um, in higher level sports rehab compared to when you were just in a general outpatient setting? Well, there's just, you know, you're working with athletes that are under a lot of pressure. And so I think, you know, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. They put a lot of, they have a lot of external pressure from the media, from, you know, everyone on social media and things like that. And so, um, you know, they, they expect to have perfect results. And so that puts a lot of pressure on the clinicians as well. And so I think, 
you have to really be on your toes and that's um that's that's a great thing about the job and it's also a challenge of the job you know if you slip as a clinician you're gonna you're gonna hear about it <laughs> so i would say that's the biggest difference you know working with you know high level athletes versus working with you know general outpatient care um it's just the pressure and the and that's the that's the challenge that keeps you going on a daily basis um but for sure that's a huge difference you know you're trying to get uh, someone prepared to play an intense sport to be able to resist you know really intense forces in multiple directions and be confident doing that and so i think um that's the biggest challenge and the biggest difference between you know general you know let's say you're working in a outpatient setting working with a a, a high school athlete or something versus a, a division one athlete you know those are totally separate things so Right. And so when, you know, the athletes are hard on themselves and that's why they're, you know, high level athletes is because they expect perfection from themselves, you know, but there comes to a certain point where you need to make sure they're understanding, being realistic and also giving themselves a little bit of room to breathe and realizing perfection is not always attainable at this very moment. Um, what are some strategies that you use to kind of help them back off that ledge a little bit and take, like have them take a breath before they re like, you know, go crazy because they, they can't get it right at this instant. Like I said, you know, what, what we do is not it's, not, it's not all science, you know, it's art and science. <laughs> so I think that goes back to, to that statement before, but I think it's all about communication. And, and um, I think with something that's long-term, you know, I think it's good to go over your, your general timelines and say, hey, you know, we would like to have you possibly running by X date and cutting by X date and sprinting by X date. And hopefully we'll get you um, doing more functional things by this date. And so I think, um, you know, as long as they kind of understand that communication and just in a general time frame, I think it helps with some of that anxiety. You know, if they're, if they're wanting to run at one month out of ACL, well, you know, it's probably, they might be anxious about that, but they might not understand the timeline. So if you've explained that on the front end, then it kind of smooths some of those things over. Gotcha. All right. And so, you know, learn trying to balance all these different things with all these different types of athletes from different sports. Um, you personally, how do you kind of make sure that you stay evidence-based? Um, make sure you're staying up to date on the most recent literature. What are some strategies that you use to make sure that you're, you're up to date on that? Well, I think when you work with multiple sports, um, you have to, you have to dig into the research a lot because there's going to be, it's going to, it's going to pop up eventually. You're going to find something you haven't dealt with before. Um, and so you have to, I'm lucky to have access to, to scholarly articles through our, our website. And so I'm, you know, I'm constantly on there trying to, trying to look up things and, um, you know, look up, look at different, uh, treatment strategies for different injuries. Um, and so I think, uh, you really have to stay on top of the research and, and you, you know, like I said, I'm lucky to have access to a lot of, a, a lot of good research, research, but, um. I think, um, and that goes for any, anywhere you are, even if you're an outpatient, you're going to hit those same, those same tough cases. You're going to really have to dig into the research. So. Right. Um, and so currently you're at Clemson and your role as the director of physical therapy. Um, so what does that entail generally? Basically I'm responsible for long-term, um, clinical care of clinical care of long-term, injuries. So whether that's post-operative, post-operative or non-operative, um, if it's something that's long-term, I'm, I'm generally involved with the case. And so, 
um, you know, your ACLs, your Achilles, your, you know, your vestibular stuff for concussion, long-term concussion type cases. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I, I handle it daily is I'll, I'll work with kids from different sports and, um, you know, it's not just football or basketball. It's, it's pretty much spread across the whole board. So it's a great job. It's a challenging job because you are working with so many different sports. You have to really understand the demands of each sport. Um, but it's, it's been a great job for sure. Right. And so besides, besides looking into research, um, you know, if it's rowing or diving or gymnastics, uh, what are some ways that you kind of try to get to understand what each athlete might need? Because obviously your 90 pound gymnast, her demands are very different than your 300 pound offensive lineman. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a challenge of the job. <laughs> you know, I, when I took the job, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about rowing, <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you start talking, asking questions when you, when you treat someone from a new sport, then you start kind of asking questions and, and what is, what does this look like? Okay. You're on this side versus this side, you know, things like that. And, and I think you sort of over time, you kind of pick up different patterns in each sport and, different positions are, you know, facing different demands, whether that's, you know, high level of sprint, sprint positions, or um, some, some positions in, in soccer are more contact based, where some are more sprint based. So, you know, you have to prepare them for those different things. But I think for you to get to that point, you really just have to ask. <laughs> so some of the athletic trainers um, that work those specific sports, you know, they know so much about those, those specific sports. So I think, for me, if I don't understand what position they play, then I usually just ask and just say, hey, um, you know, I don't have a ton of ex experience with this sport or this position. Could you explain what they go through on a daily basis um, during practice? What do they go through during the game? You know, what are they doing training wise? Like, how do I how do I, you know, um, construct the rehab to get them back to all those different demands, I think is is uh is a good way to, to ask you know just ask those specific questions and it really helps right um and so when you're dealing with all those different athletes um can you walk us through a day in the life of what it's like to be you like i'm sure your day in the life <laughs> is different from monday to monday through friday or you know even on the weekends i'm not sure um but kind of what's like a general <laughs> day in the life for you Whew, uh so um it depends on the, what time of the year so what time of the year are we talking? Uh, let's do let's do fall and spring. Let's keep it simple. Like, what's the difference between fall, uh, you know, a day in the fall and a day in the spring? So in the fall, um, in the fall, typically I'll work with Olympic sports in the morning, and so it's kind of booked out by uh, it's like it's scheduled, you know, on just the calendar. Um, so from seven to twelve or eight to twelve, I'll see different sports. You know, I might be baseball, soccer, rowing, you know, different kids going through rehabs for those different sports. Um, and then in the afternoons, I switch and go to football. And so I work with some of the football kids because they have such a high level of, of post-operative care. Um, so I'll switch and go to football and then I'll work with some of those kids in the afternoon. And then I might go out and work with some of the kids during practice, doing some functional return to play rehab type stuff on the field. Um, and then that's it. And so that's usually what I do in the fall. Um, basically it's a split between all the different sports, how that, how that schedule works out on a daily basis kind of changes throughout the year, but 
lots of post-operative care and, and, you know, it's nice because I, you know, I have access to field, you know, field type stuff so I can take kids out and do functional return to play work and all those type of things too. So it's really nice. And so in your time in Clemson, uh, what has been your favorite memory? Something that stood out that made you reflect and be like, wow, I really love this job. You know, just when you work with someone on a daily basis for a long amount of time, you, you get, they get to the point where they are working back into their sport. You know, some seeing some of those kids have success, you know, you see them from day one of surgery until they have success on the field. And, you know, that's, that's been my favorite thing about my time at Clemson so far. I think just being able to be involved, you know, from day one until, until that last day where they're, where they're out there on the field having success and, and, you know, everything's going great. You know, I've had, we've had a couple of those situations and, and it's been a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That, that journey is kind of what sports clinicians are in it for, you know, seeing them from like the, the bottom part all the way to them, you know, just getting back out on the field, which is a huge success. Um, yeah. Last question for you before we get you out of here, Ryan, uh, do you have any advice for any aspiring sports PTs, um, no matter what stage of the career they're in, you know, undergrad, if they're in PT school and want to get into sports or, you know, their early career professionals that want to jump into the sports world, what advice would you have for them? Um, I would say find a mentor, find somebody that you um, can ask questions to, depending on what your long-term goal is, you know, find somebody that can mentor you and, and give you advice along the way. You know, it's, it's, it's a hard process to get into sports and to, um, depending on, like I said, depending on what your goal is, it, it's not easy. You need someone to kind of guide you along that path. You know, I've, I've had some great mentors along the way and, you know, I wouldn't be here without them for sure. So um, I would challenge a younger clinician that wants to get into sports to really seek out a mentor and then, you know, try to cultivate that relationship. And, and hopefully that, that mentorship can help you get to where you want to go. Okay, absolutely. I think uh, mentorship has been like one of the bigger themes on this podcast. You know, these, a lot of the clinicians we've interviewed have learned from other great clinicians. So I think that's a great piece of advice. Um, with that being said, Ryan, um, you know, this has been great and I hope it's informative for everyone that's listening. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to plug before you get you out of here? No, I don't think so. Go Tigers. All right. Uh, <laughs> go Tigers. All right. Um, and with that being said, this has been the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts podcast. Huge thank you to the Director of Physical Therapy for Clemson University, Brian Ross, for coming on to the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts podcast. If you liked what you heard today or want to hear more from great future guests, please like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you go. Oh.